welcome to the HR Happy Hour Network. This is the play-by-play podcast hosted by myself, Jack McFarlane, and Nick Schlemmer. Hey guys, how's it going? And we are here, Jack, episode 21. We're past the 20 mark. Let's We've get to 30. It. What do you think? Yeah, there we go. 30, then 50, then 100. And we're going to keep going. Oh, who knows where we're going to be. Yeah. What do you say we jump right into the first segment? Well, guys, we have a really fun segment one today. We're doing another What in the World? So last time, I don't know if you guys remember, Nick and I certainly do because it was crazy. It was the lab-grown meat. So we decided we have to find another crazy story out there. And today we're talking about rivers. I know, I know. Get really excited, guys. But when you think of the world's largest river, what do you think of? You know, you're thinking of the Nile, the Amazon, right? Um, Well, to actually find the world's longest river, you have to look up, up into the sky, because we're talking about atmospheric rivers today. You might be asking yourself, what is an atmospheric river? Well, there are long, thin segments of the Earth's atmosphere that transport moisture from the equator toward the poles. So think of it like, you know, ocean currents, but for the sky. The average atmospheric river carries an amount of water vapor roughly equivalent to the average flow of water at the mouth of the Mississippi. And we all know the Mississippi is a major river, not just in America, but in the whole world. And that's the average atmospheric river. Uh, Exceptionally strong ones can carry up to 15 times that amount. Now, Jack, I going back to that question of what do you think about whenever you hear this? First thing that popped into my head was in the movie Nemo. You remember when they meet the turtles and they have to oh, jump yeah, in that the, current? The jet stream? What in the it, jet stream? I was, like, I was just trying to see that going yeah. through the air. I was like, <laughs> that's it. No, that is a great visual. If, if anyone remembers Nemo, picture that current that they're on with the turtles. That is a great yeah. visual. Yeah. Now, it might not be exactly the same, obviously, but you get the point, right? Yeah. That's kind of what I imagine it looks like up there. Because obviously, like, you can't really see it. Unless you're using like weather tracking uh, True. technology. True. But kind of going more into this, not all are created equal, right? But rather categorized by a rating system, kind of similar to hurricanes in a way. As the moisture moves away from the tropics and it hits the land, it turns it into heavy rain and snow. So that kind of makes sense. How if it's in the air, it's a river in the air, quote unquote, there's going to be rain, right? And maybe snow. Yeah. The, um, the ARs is what we like to call them, the atmospheric rivers, uh, carry a huge amount of rain and snow. Like, what was the amount? I forget. It was uh, I was reading a study from 2022 talking about snowfall specifically. Um, it dropped like 11 to 25 inches on California, which is very rare. Like California doesn't get the most snow in the world. But as a couple of years ago, one of these uh, atmospheric rivers, this one's known as the Pineapple Express. Which, first of all, fantastic name. That yes. sounds like so much fun. Um, it, it's basically coming from Hawaii to the west coast of the United States. And it dropped, yeah, 11 to 25 inches of snow alone on California. And it, it basically helped in the drought single-handedly in, in all of California. Yeah, and, and you would imagine that if it can, has the capability of dropping that much water, it probably makes up a high percentage of like the Earth's total rainfall and or like water flow which is mm-hmm. true coming in at 22%, which is a pretty large yeah, number. That's a massive number of, uh, of fresh water, especially because this yeah. is not, this is not salt water. This is all fresh water. should be mentioned. Like it is, I want to say it, I don't know if it's the exactly the biggest 
but it's one of the biggest contributors to freshwater uh, on earth, which all sounds great, right? This all sounds amazing. Sounds so the pineapple express. That's so much fun, (laughs) but sadly, like most things, it's not all good. Um, And it could potentially be getting worse uh, as uh, global warming is taking place and the earth's heating up. Mm -hmm. Uh, The rivers cause massive floods uh, when it does rainfall or have the potential to call. I think they're called mega floods, honestly, which is terrifying. Um, But the Scripps Institute of Oceanology predicts that these mega floods could uh, raise damages from one billion dollars annually to three billion uh, by the end of the century. And, and that's a long time, but that's also a lot of money. That's tripling what it's at right now just because of these ARs. True. And, and it always seems like, oh, these things are so good. There's always the flip side. Mm-hmm. There's always something that drags it down. But on that point, thankfully, that sometimes these things don't always form to be that aggressive, right? Yeah. Which is good to know that we're not going to see 11 inches of rain every time one of these <laughs> takes place. <Yeah>. But <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like a storm. Like think of it kind of like a storm or a hurricane. Like it can be predicted to get pretty bad, but I mean, it is the weather. It's all predictions. You never know exactly what's going to happen until it mm-hmm. happens. So yeah, they don't always get to the predicted size and even sometimes they will just kind of dissipate or go away or not not drop any rain at all and that causes another huge problem with droughts like i was saying california we all know they were in that drought for a long time and that's because the good old you know pineapple express was not dropping rainfall (laughs) not dropping water on them um but in recent years it has now so it's a very double-edged sword like if you could find right in the middle the sweet spot then they're very good for humanity, very good for the world. But mm-hmm. if you go to either extreme end, it can get pretty dangerous. Yeah. And it kind of makes me wonder, like, have we ever witnessed one of these? I would like to say no, but I obviously I, I have no idea if maybe we well, I mean, I would say one or like anything like that. Yeah, I would say yes. Now, in the middle of the country where where we grew up, it was more after effects of these big rivers because they're basically coming in at least for america you're coming in off the coast or or down by the gulf or you know even i guess you could say it from canada but not so much there it's mostly the storms that are left once a bunch of the rainfall hits if that makes sense yeah so when we get like those scattered showers you know a thousand miles west they were a much bigger larger part of this river but by the time it got to us in the middle of the country it was just a couple showers usually very true. Very true. But hey, if you go down to Florida, I mean, you will definitely be I know, I'm some of those. I'm going to be getting rained on probably every other day. It seems like in yeah. Florida, <laughs> 20, 30 minutes, they're getting rainfall. Florida's bad with the rain. <laughs> hey, you, you'll be swimming in the river, right? That's right. <laughs> you'll be swimming in this river. Well, that was a fun topic. I say we get right into the next one and we'll be right back. Guys, we are back, and I love this segment because I love talking about the future. I think Jack does too, but oh, the yeah. future is now, right? And today's topic, we are talking about the new Apple VR system, the Apple Vision Pro, which is a huge step in what the new world of VR looks like, right? Compared to mm-hmm. what Oculus has already brought to us, this is a huge step, just seeing the commercials for it. And 
there's a number of new features that we want to talk about. And Jack, I would love for you to dive into those and kind of explain to everyone what they are. Yeah. So when you think VR, at least for me, having an Oculus, you know, you're very bound to one area. You have to have a, I believe they just call it a boundary or a stationary boundary. Basically, if you move out of it, you can see the world around you in black and white, and it, but, but blurry. So you don't bump into stuff. This is the biggest change with the Vision Pro. You can see everything. There are no boundaries on it. Um, it it's like looking through a camera. So it's it's not blurry. It's all in color. You can see behind your own VR screen, which you can then move with your hand. So that's the biggest draw is that, I mean, you can walk from room to room in your house and have each room be a different office or application, so to speak. I know in the commercial, you know, you see the guy, he's, playing with his daughter, playing with his dog. He's working um, on a virtual keyboard or maybe it's a real keyboard, but then the screen he can make Mm -hmm. bigger and smaller. So that's the biggest draw. Um, But that's definitely not the only new feature. Um, It's got spatial audio without headphones. So, you know, when you put in AirPods or something and it's like 360 around your head, um, which you really only get with headphones. Um, they've somehow, I don't know how they did this, but they've somehow got it to where you can get spatial audio with no headphones. You can't wear the headset with your glasses on, but you can adjust the screen or get special prescription inserts into your headset. So if you, a lot of people need glasses, if you need glasses, you can adjust the screen itself to kind of match your prescription. That way you don't even have to wear your glasses with them. Uh, It can run 4k video movies. You can game on this thing. Like I said, you can make the screen bigger and smaller with your hands. So you can watch like a huge movie just right there in, in a random room anywhere, really. Uh, you can, there's no controllers. Like I said, everything's with your hands or your eyes. It'll track your hands and your eyes. Um, it's got, you know, face ID, but for your eyes. So if I put it on, it'll unlock all my stuff. And then if I gave it to Nick and he put it on, it would unlock all his stuff. You can take 3d photos and videos with it. I'm not exactly sure what a 3d photo or video is. I imagine it's like a 3d (laughs) movie. I don't know. Um, that would be interesting. Yeah, Jack, there's just so many different features that it has to offer, right? But with all of these features and all these technological advancements, there has to be a downside to it. And I bet we can guess what that is. Oh, yeah. And that is the price tag for this new Apple Vision Pro. For everybody out there, you can almost buy, you can buy a used car for the price of this at coming in at $3,500. You could get and an older used car yes that's price. very sure you could get a car for this right well and to put this in a perspective i uh an oculus i think runs about 500 yeah and mm-hmm. i'm sure you can get them used for cheaper the older ones for cheaper but yeah 3500 dollars for this yeah then, so think of the things you could do with that money first of all like it is it's crazy it is a big price tag but all of the different features that jack mentioned before that's basically just like the top layer of it, right? You can go so mm-hmm. much deeper yes, into exactly. each and every one of those to where I know I've seen some of the commercials to where he's just in his room and then he changes the scenery around him to be like this mm-hmm. huge snowy mountain landscape and he's watching a movie. And like Jack said, you could walk to any room or anything. At some point, I'm sure you can just walk around outside via like some kind of internet yeah, I mean, connection. You- like. 
there's uh there's a video going around of a guy in his Tesla because I think you can get the Wi-Fi in Teslas or I'm not sure how he's doing it, but he had it connected Probably, to Wi-Fi yeah. and he's driving, like actually driving with it on, and he's looking forward because you can record with it. He's looking forward, he sees the road, and then he looks to his right, like in the passenger seat, and he's got Twitter pulled up. So <laughs> instead of getting on his phone, he can just look at Twitter, which is highly not recommended doing. Probably not the right choice. But the fact <laughs> that you can do it. <laughs> Is just crazy to me. Yeah, whether or not that's legal, that's that's neither yeah, here nor that's... there. But <laughs> exactly, if you exactly. pull up next to one to a cop, you you might get pulled over. Yeah, <laughs> you might want to take that VR headset off because I don't. It's got to be illegal. I mean, there's no way yeah. that's. I don't know, but it's a crazy video. You got to look yeah. it up. And yeah, I'm I'm curious to see what it all turns into because it is so new still. Exactly. So like this whole year and this upcoming year, I would love to get my hands on one just to see what it's like. Oh yeah. But hopefully maybe they drop the price a little bit. <laughs> I, I assume they will. I think part of it is so expensive because it is so new and so rare. I mean, yeah. no other VR headset is like this one. Like, it, like remember when Oculus came out, they had the first real VR headset. It was over a thousand dollars. But now they've got a couple Oculus. I mean, it's very common. You can just go to Walmart and get one now. PlayStation's got one. Um, you can just buy them for your phone itself and like watch VR yeah. videos and stuff. But I think as other companies adapt to all the new features that Apple has, it will get cheaper. And then that kind of makes me think of like, what is this going to do for the world of work or just everyday life? Like, it's kind of scary to think about, but there's a real possibility that in the next 10 years, everyone will have a VR headset and be using it mm -hmm. like it's a normal, like a phone, right? Everyone's got a phone. Everyone's yeah. always on the phone. I, I do think there's a world where you can walk outside and everyone on the street has a VR headset on just walking around everyday life. I, I think you're a hundred percent correct there, which is, yeah, that, that's all I need to say. I think you're a hundred percent correct. <laughs> yeah. And that, and that's scary, but I think for like the world of business, that could also be a good thing. Like you could, I mean, there's just so many things you could do, right? Like imagine having a meeting where you're all in the same room, but you're at like a virtual desk and you all mm -hmm. have your like virtual yeah. computers pulled up and, and you're moving screens around and you're, it's just, there's so much you can do with it, which yeah. is kind of exciting. It's scary, but exciting. If you know what I mean? No, yeah, for sure. I would love to see it like in the business world only to where like at business, you can have the headset, do whatever you need to do. But then you kind of like disengage once you take it off and now you're back to your normal life, your home life, right? Yeah. We're like, like uh, the only see it in business, but obviously people are going to have these at their homes. So it's going to mm -hmm. obviously be home life and business life, but you know. Yeah, no, I like the idea of that. And then I just off the top of my head, I was thinking, well, how could this affect other, like not just the business setting, but like for some reason I was thinking medical setting, like imagine you're out and about walking and, and someone has a heart attack or something, you could like pull up a video of how to do CPR while you're like doing CPR at the same time, yeah. like stuff like that. Like, I think there's just, and I think there's really an infinite amount of things you can do with it. Oh like, yeah. It, stuff that no one's even thought of yet. It's just the start of this whole iceberg of new things, right? This is just oh, yeah. the tip. <laughs> For sure. Well, I know that we're looking forward to maybe getting our hands on an Apple vision pro one day. You know, I, I encourage everyone to go watch the commercials and see the videos. It's very interesting. Um, but let's wrap up this segment and then we'll be right back with one of our favorites. It's a sports desk. 
And we're back. Like I said before, we are hitting you guys with a special sports test because today is February 12th. It's a Monday. It is the day after the Super Bowl. So we've got some Super Bowl. We've got some of our predictions. Did they come true? Not sure. And then we're going to end it with some golf. Obviously, we got to talk golf. <laughs> um, let's start with predictions. Nick, what were some of your predictions from, I want to say it was episode 18 is when we made these predictions. So hit us with some of them. Yeah, I'll hit you with a few. So I had the Chiefs winning the Super Bowl. That was one of my predictions. So that one, that one came true. I also had Christian McCaffrey winning MVP. Now that one did not come true. He got some other awards. But Tyreek Hill, I also had Tyreek Hill for Offensive Play of the Year. I don't, I don't think he won anything this year. I had him down to win Offensive Player. At the time, he was going absolutely crazy with his receiving yards and rushing yards. Oh, yeah. But, you know, those were just some of my main ones I wanted to highlight. But what were some of yours, Jack? Yeah, so I said, first of all, I'll start with my Super Bowl predictions. I said that it was going to be Lions versus Ravens. And that's close. They both made it to the NFC AFC championship game, but lost. So I'll give myself a partial right on that. I got it. Could have came true. I, I got it close. Mm-hmm. Um, I said Lamar Jackson for MVP, Christian McCaffrey for Offensive Player of the Year, and CJ Stroud for Offensive Rookie of the Year. All three of those were correct. Nailed them. <laughs> all three of those came to fruition. I was very happy when I was watching NFL honors and all I think about is I'm right. Let's go. I got some predictions, right? Cause I've in our year interview, you crushed me on predictions. Like you got a lot of yours, right? I did not do so good. So I needed this. <laughs> I yeah. needed to be right. I, I probably could have predicted Jack would out predict me in the football realm. I'm not a huge yeah, I do watch guy. A lot of Jack football. knows That's his, very true. he knows his stuff where I'm just kind of, Oh, he sounds good. <laughs> yeah. And I want to say when we were making these predictions, it was, I think there was about four or five weeks left in the NFL season. So this was yeah. way before we knew the finalist of each award category. And with, with still a lot of football left to play. So mm-hmm. I'm honestly surprised I got th- all three of those right. Because there's so much that can happen. I mean, your prediction for rookie of the year was Bijan Robinson. And at the time, I think he was second. I think he maybe finished yeah. third. But it's just, you know, pat myself on the back. Got to do it. <laughs> you deserve uh, some, it. Yeah. <laughs> some of the other awards that were won in uh, NFL honors was Miles Garrett, Defensive Player of the Year. Will Anderson Jr., Defensive Rookie of the Year. Which he plays on the team with CJ Stroud. They were picked two and three in this past draft. So, and that's a, actually that's the second year in a row that teammates have won the rookie of the year awards because the Jets did it the previous year. Hmm. Um, so that's actually crazy. I, I got to see how many times that's happened. Yeah, I, I just realized that that is two years in a row that that's happened. Um, two years in a row for that, and yeah. two years in a row for the Chiefs to win the Super and Bowl. And two years in a row for the Chiefs to win the Super Bowl. <laughs> um, another Browns, not player, but a coach won an award. Kevin Stefanski with Coach of the Year. Well, and then yeah, even. Comeback play of the year, Joe Flacco. He's a Browns player. Uh, mm-hmm. So Miles Garrett, Joe Flacco, and Kevin Stefanski all winning awards. Two Texans players winning awards. And they're all, no, Christian McCaffrey's NFC. I was going to say they're all AFC except one. <laughs> what an award. I'm just not realizing this. What an award season for the AFC. And then they win mm-hmm. the Super Bowl with the Chiefs. Let's get into that. <laughs> what were your thoughts watching that game, Nick? Oh, man, I had so many. It was up and down. Let's just start there. Mm -hmm. It was up and down. To start off the game, 
it was just three and out or a fumble recovery for the yeah. other team. It, it, it just it was a low scoring first half. It was a very defensive first half, that's yes. for sure. Well, and I was actually okay. So Nick and I were rooting for the Chiefs, um, but the first couple drives by the Niners, they were moving it with no problem, mm-hmm. and then they just fumbled. And it. then they, I, so, I bet they would have scored on that first drive if yes. that did not take place. Oh, a hundred percent. And then I think even they, they would have scored on the second if they didn't get back to back ten yard penalties. They so, did get so many offside or not offsides. Uh, uh, I think one was holding and one was false start. False starting on yep. that one, but yeah, mm-hmm. it was it was it was making me nervous. I'll say because they looked really really good, and I and the Chiefs did not like they fumbled as well. They went three and out to start the game. Um, they they didn't even score a touchdown in the first half. Yeah, like they looked terrible. We'll be honest, the offense looked terrible. So I was really nervous San Francisco was going to take advantage and stop, you know, shooting themselves in the foot. But yeah, the Chiefs defense really stepped up. I will say, though, I don't know if you I don't know if you caught this, but we witnessed two different records. Oh, and yeah. that same record being right. broke that same game. Hopefully That's that right. just made sense. But the field goal distances for that game. Was I think it was fifty? It was fifty-five. Was fifty-five for Jake Mooney. Yeah, was his new record. Was the new record he hit fifty-five, yeah. and then Butker hit the fifty-seven yarder. Yeah, so I, I kept thinking that during the game, like Jake Mooney's playing in a Super Bowl, he's got a chance to break the record, and he does it. I mean, fifty-five yards—that's an impressive kick. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's sitting there for a full quarter. I am the record holder, and then of course. <laughs> Was it uh, the first field goal he hit or the second one? It was one of the first two that Bucker kicked, beat it by two yards, and now he's the record holder. So not yeah. a good night for San Francisco, honestly. There's no wins no. or anywhere that you can find <laughs> on that team. And did you did you hear? So obviously the game went to overtime. Did you happen to read anything about the 49ers players recently? No, I have not. So some of them, and this will come as a shock to you because it came as a shock to me. Um, you would think NFL players probably know the rules. Uh, some of the 49ers players did not know that the overtime rules had changed for playoff oh, games. I caught that. It was the first time in like 28 games where they've had to actually use this new rule. Yeah, so it changed after the year where the, the Bills, Chiefs, and Arrowhead uh, overtime. They made it to where in the playoffs, both teams will get a shot to score no matter what. Uh, some of the 49ers players did not know that in the Super Bowl. So that is very shocking. They really, m- my opinion of them has gone down a lot <laughs> in the past 24 hours. I got to say, I thought they were, and they're still good, but I thought they were next level. They're not ready to win a championship. If you don't know the rules, like Justin Reed on the yeah. on the Chiefs after it, it got asked about the 49ers players. And he's like, I don't know about them, but we've talked about it every single day, the whole year. Like all the players know the rules. The coaches told us the game plan. Like, if your head coach doesn't tell you the overtime game plan for the Super Bowl, you're not ready to win it. That's all I gotta say. Yeah, I will. I will say that's a downfall for sure. That's a downfall. yeah. It's it's crazy. But Patrick Mahomes, his third uh, Super Bowl MVP, back to back. Do you think early prediction? Do you think they're gonna do it again next year? I think. I won't say if I think they're gonna win. I do say they will be there. I will say that. I yeah. think they're going to get back. I'm not sure if they're going to win yet. But yeah, it's tough to say. Um I think they'll be back as well. I think they have to 
do something in free agency that they got to get a receiver. Yeah. Uh, Rashid Rice is incredible. Travis Kelsey is not going to do his. I'm telling you right now, Travis Kelsey is only going to decline each year. He's, he's getting old. I think honestly, if they win it again, he might retire uh, mm-hmm. um, on a three peat. I'm just putting that out there. That he's is getting true. Old, so they need another receiver. True. Um, but mm-hmm. I think if they can do that, then they will. Very true. And one more thing. I don't know if you caught this either, but did they won the Super Bowl last year and this year on the exact same play. Did you catch that? Yes. I forget and, what did, I forget the name of home was called. It was called yeah, Corn Dog. Corn Dog, that's right. Corn Dog was the name dog. of the play call. And they won it on the same play, just about the same yardage, too. Not the yeah, same player exactly. in the end zone, sadly, but no. on the same play. So what no, a time! And what to bring an incredible back. play call, too. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Andy Reid waited all game for that. The offense had done almost mm-hmm. nothing, even up to that point. And even the Patrick Mahomes run. Remember last year when he was injured and he had that huge run to set up the winning field goal. Yeah. This year, fourth and one, scrambles for the first down. Yeah. Then gets a thirty-yard scramble to set up <laughs> the eventual touchdown. He's insane. He is so good at football. It's actually crazy. Mm-hmm. He'll be up there with with one. Of, he will be one of the greats. In that oh, episode. I think I think he will be the best. He's I think already he's solidified his spot. He's... Yeah, it's it's basically down to him or Tom Brady. Um, Tom Brady is still the goat, but I don't think in ten years he will be. Like it's gonna be Mahomes. True. Um, but sadly, that means football season's over, guys. There's no college <laughs> football, no NFL. So it's sad, sad time. But with the end of football marks the start of golf, why don't you kind of take us through what's been happening in the golf world, Nick? Yeah, so I know I've been watching it. I sure Jack has too. Oh, it's yeah. one of the rowdiest tournaments of all of PGA Tour with the oh, waste management. Sure. I've seen some crazy things coming from that tournament as far as the fans, but also a lot of good and awesome hole-in-ones on hole 16. Oh, and, yeah. Yeah, and I would have loved A lot loved of good golf this year. Yeah, it was a lot of great golf this week. And I wanted my guy Scheffler to win it. At one oh, point, me too. At one he, point, he was in the lead, but he came up short. Yeah, he uh, shot. In, well, in the tournament was so weird. They had such bad weather on Thursday. So golf tournaments go Thursday through Sunday. The weather was so bad that the tournament was basically Friday through Sunday with two rounds on Sunday is basically what it ended up being. Mm-hmm. And yeah, Scheffler saw it. Was it a 66 in the third round to get in the first so. place? Something like that. Mm-hmm. And I thought, oh, yeah, here he comes. But he's his putting's not been good. He has not been putting good at all. I, I think he is rated one of the worst putters on tour. Oh, he Even is. Even though he is the world number one golfer. The world number one. Yeah. <laughs> he is a player. bad putter recently. <laughs> it, it's crazy. But we don't just have the, the waste management open. We've had a couple tournaments. We had the Pebble Pro-Am, which was a big one. Um. Which I found so funny because it was right after the AFC Championship game, and Josh Allen was there golfing. Like <laughs> uh, that made me smile because he he's probably so upset. Um, but next week is a huge tournament. Have you heard the big news about the the what is it the Gen- the Genesis Invitational? Is that Genesis. what it's called? Yeah, have you heard, heard the, the news. big news? No, maybe you have, but this is gonna be Tiger Woods' first event of the year. Oh, like no. he he will be playing this week, so that is exciting. I've been waiting for him to come back to start playing, wondering when yep. that would be. Yeah. It's this week. He's changed golf balls, I was reading. 
So that's some other big golf news. I know everyone listening really, really cares yes. about the golf ball Tiger Woods is playing with, but <laughs> it is changed. I'm as long saying. as as long as he shows up in his Sunday red, I'm okay. Right? If he can make the cut, that'd be fantastic. I really hope he does. But it's a tough one. This is a tough tournament. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. But we've got the Masters coming up in April. So a little over two months away. Almost exactly two months, actually. Yep. We've got the players not too far away. So a lot of good things going to be happening in golf. What, what are what is what is your prediction for the Masters? Let's throw one out there. Who do you think is winning it? I'm going to go with somebody who I recently got to to see at the PGA show um, in Orlando, and that is Brian Hardman. Oh, I okay. Think, yeah, I think well, he. he won, I, uh, I would like to pick him to win. I, well, he was actually playing really good this week too. Yeah, he played yeah. at least for a while. He's been playing some good. He won the Open, right? The yeah, he won the Open. Yeah, he won the Open. Said, I haven't followed him really closely, but listening to him like talk about his life and his past golf experiences, I was like, I would love to see him get a Masters win under his belt. Yeah, yeah, I'm not a big fan of him. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I don't want this to sound rude, but when it comes to majors, I want the big guys to win it. You know what I mean? I mm-hmm. want the superstars to win it. So, like, <laughs> when Brian Harmon won the Open or Wyndham Clark won the U.S. Open, I'm like, really? We just <laughs> waited four days for that? Like, yeah. So, I'm rooting for Scotty Scheffler. I always do. I want him to get another Masters. Yeah, Jack, that would be cool to see Scheffler win it again, get another green jacket. But we're going to wrap up this segment. I know I enjoyed it. I hope you did. I hope everybody listening has enjoyed it thus far. But we have one more short segment with the quote of the show. I figured I would keep it sports related with the person who this quote is from. And it is from Jessica Ennis Hill. And she said, the only one who can tell you you can't win is you. So you decide if you listen or not. Oh, that's good. That's so true. It, it you know, is it's true. Said in sports, like the only person that can really beat you is you. Is you? Like it's a very mental thing. So that, and you know what, that goes for life. Like if you oh, want to yeah. win in life, it's all mental. All mental. Yeah. You're always the hardest on yourself. You're yourself's mm-hmm. worst critic. I couldn't. If I had a dollar for every time I've been told that throughout my sports life, <laughs> yeah, we'd be rich. We would be professional <laughs> athlete level rich. That's for sure. <laughs> But that was fun. Episode 21 in the books. A lot of exciting things to come. Thanks for tuning in today. Yeah, thank you guys so much for listening. As always, we really love the support. Hope you guys have a great day. Stand by for now.